Hello there, Dunder Mifflinites, and welcome back to another episode of The Office ASMR, a Sleepy Time podcast. Tonight, we are on Season 3, Episode 14, Ben Franklin. This is an episode that aired February 1st, 2007, directed by Randall Einhorn. And I actually just had a, a complete moment of confusion because I was like, there's no way we're already talking about Phyllis's wedding because one of the best jokes in the episode is that Pam says Phyllis basically stole her wedding. And then I was like, hey, what do you know? We are already at Phyllis's wedding. I don't know why I thought Phyllis's wedding happened later in the show. Um, but yeah, we're, I mean, we already had the, the scene where she says, I am getting married. I'm, you know, I'm not gay. I am getting married, getting married to Bob Vance. And this is their wedding shower. And it makes sense because there's this scene where, yeah, we're here. Season 3, episode 14. February 1st, 2007. You know, what's crazy about this is this would have been, you know, a week or two after the iPhone debuted, 2007. It would have been January of 2007. And wow. You know, time passes, things progress. It is kind of wild. I think uh, last week I talked about Brian Baumgartner's excellent oral history episode. Really enjoying that. And then I know, you know, oh, also, thank you so much. Somebody left an iTunes review that gave me, they said in the episode, or in the review, it said this, the Dundee for Best Sleep Podcast goes to me. And that was very, very kind. That made my day. Thank you. And I also had a few people send me the Office Rewatch podcast, which seems to have changed its name to Fake Doctors Real Friends, which I also like. Um, and that has just been a treat to go through in the same way that the Office Ladies is just like a wonderful fan service discussion that you always hope for. Like, you know, I, I've listened to a ton. I love listening to movie review podcasts or pop culture podcasts. You know, when I was watching Westworld, I would listen to uh, David Chen review Westworld with uh, Joanna Robinson. And, you know, those are the types of discussions I really enjoy. But there's something very special about hearing the actors. Uh, in particular, it sounds like, you know, Zach and, and Donald never revisited the show. And... If you're a fan of The Office, it's not the same comedy. And what's interesting about Scrubs, you know, Scrubs, I can't remember if I've talked about this in past episodes, but, and yeah, eventually I'll get into the episode. I mean, uh, this is all for you to fall asleep to anyway. Um, you know, Scrubs, it, it is so, it's so visceral to me when I discovered Scrubs uh, when I was in high school because... I was, I very much aligned, and I think, you know, I think a lot of younger guys do, you know, you align with him in a way that is this guy navigating the world, uh, a very uncertain world, a little bit of imposter syndrome, but, you know, you get power and strength from those around you, and in high school, um, I was not, it's like I, I was JD, like I didn't really fit in. Uh, you know, it was just a very special time to have discovered that show. And I was, 
I was also a very nerdy kid, and I had every episode of that show. I had a few of them that I had ripped from straight from the DVD on my little Toshiba laptop, and I had every episode on a hard drive. I would fall asleep to it every single night, and I would watch. I I was at there was there were points in in high school, and I did this in college as well, where I would calculate time based on how many off or. Uh, it started off as Scrubs episodes because it's, you know, it's like 22 clean minutes. It's like this one here, you know, the Ben Franklin episodes, 21 minutes. But I'll calculate time based on how many episodes I could squeeze in of Scrubs. And then later it became The Office. And um, ever since that time, this was, you know, mid-2000s. And that was also when, you know, I discovered The Office in the first season because I was so into Scrubs and... um I watched The Office live. I, I didn't watch Scrubs live from the beginning. I think I was like a little bit too young, but I was able to catch up, you know, a few seasons. But The Office, I watched the first, I want to say three seasons. Okay, so now I, I can tell you right now, 2007. Yeah, so I would have watched uh, The Office live through about 2011. Um, and then... I just like would catch it, you know, I'd catch it at the end of the season or something. Uh, but Scrubs, yeah, it's it's really nice. I don't even know where I was going with with any of that because this is an Office podcast. Uh, but I did, I think I mentioned last week too, is I did get some really nice feedback on the Benny Hanna episode that you enjoyed the longer episodes, and so I could do a little bit more preamble to the episode, or I could maybe. Uh, move this to the end of the episode but uh, you know as always I think what I what I haven't highlighted as well I think I've mentioned you know a few times I do have the Twitter account and uh, I've had some really nice direct messages thank you for those Um, but I always pull out like my favorite quote or line from the episode that I don't pick it because it encapsulates the episode at all but I always pick one. So if you look at the show notes, whether you're in Spotify or you're in Apple Podcasts or something, you can see the the quote that I always pick for the episode, and then I have links to Twitter and everything. And so, uh, yeah, the Scrubs, huge fan of the Scrubs podcast. And I would say the most important shows to me would be Scrubs and The Office. Um, you know, Parks and Rec I really like, but it's not as emotionally visceral to me in the way that uh, these two shows are. I was really into My Name is Earl. You remember that show with Jason Lee? I was very into that, but it, that wasn't a show that you want to like get emotionally. You don't get emotionally involved, emotionally attached to it. Um, I'm trying to think of any other shows that have this level of personal importance to me. Uh, I'm, there's some. I mean, I have other favorite shows. Uh, you know, I did like Modern... That's the thing, too. I liked Modern Family for a while, and then I kind of fell off the bandwagon there. Um, I liked... Oh, what the, oh, you know, I watched the first few seasons of Big Bang Theory, and I thought it was like... I thought watching that, there would, there would be some level of... Um, like pick up on the, the science aspect of it, but then 
I think it just started to wear on me that every, there's so many jokes about like race and racism and uh, stupidity and I just, I really fell out of love with Chuck Lore Productions. Um, I think Two Broke Girls was one of them. There was a, he had a show before Big Bang Theory, but that's his, that's just his style of comedy. You know, the way that Mike Schur and Greg Daniels, it's like when you watch a Mike Schur show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is that way. Um, the Good Place, Parks and Rec, like in the office are all Mike Schur shows. There's like a through line or a thread or a theme that's consistent across all of those. Chuck Lore is that. He makes very populist, uh, kind of dumbed down uh, shows, broad, very broad comedic shows. And I think that's what's interesting too is The Big Bang Theory is one of the most successful shows on TV today. Like just a juggernaut for ratings and reruns and everything. Um, and it's, I don't know that many passionate fans about it, but when you get a show that's very niche, like The Office or like Scrubs, that's where you get not big audiences, but very passionate and engaged followings. Like, you know, how many, how many ASMR podcasts are there on Big Bang Theory? Hmm? How many are there for, there for The Office? Exactly one. And you're listening to it. And this has been quite, quite the diversion uh, from the beginning of the episode. But if you like this, I could definitely get on here and give you eight minutes of an incoherent rant before bed and then do the episode. Uh, so as always, this show is very, this show is very much a labor of love. It's something I do for you to, I think it's so nice to like put something nice into the world. There's so much garbage happening everywhere all the time. Uh, it feels really good to put something out there for you to enjoy, to relax, uh, and make the world, I mean, this is like the tiniest way I can make the world a better place, and I'm doing it. It's like I do other things during the day uh, in a similar, you know, I, my whole life is really centered around trying to help people and make the world a slightly better place. This is one that's like, I'm doing that, but I also really love, uh, you know, revisiting the show and rewatching it for the hundredth time. Or, or whatever this is, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can so, I, uh, you know, listening to the office ladies too, they talk about the director commentaries, I had the first three seasons on DVD, and I kept them, you know, only millennial kids of the, of the 90s and early 2000s will remember just lugging around massive collections of cds and dvds you know when i would go on a trip i would pack up all my dvds into the sleeves and i would put all my cds into the case and uh, it was a very big deal and i had this little portable dvd player well for a while i was just taking the dvds hoping wherever we went had a dvd player and then later i got like the little portable dvd players with the headphones and everything and i was on the cusp where i was young enough that i had some cassette players and then I got a CD player and then I would you know the DVDs would come later so not to reveal too much about my personal life but oh wow let me let me look at the, what's the time code on this 
Wow, that was a solid 11 minutes. I can't even tell you a word I just said, but I hope you enjoyed it. Let's make sure everybody has their sleep timer set and you are safe, relaxed, cozy. And I have a little bit of, uh, what kind of tea is this? I can't remember. Is this chamomile? This is, uh, it's just called Sweet Dreams Tea by Bigelow. Let me just grab uh, over here. I am a big, big tea drinker. I do not drink caffeine or coffee, but I will drink. You know, I have some black teas, which I understand caffeine is in there. Uh, but I just like teas, like herbal teas. Uh, it's like I have a cinnamon spice one that's really good. I have, uh, you know, I have a bunch. I have, this, I have this like berry acai tea that's like a really nice, like a summer. To me, that's like a very summery flavor. And now that we're in August, I mean, we're coming up on... We're coming up on all the spiced herbal teas here. Trader Joe's has some really nice teas. Uh, what's the one with the, it's like a tiger on it or something. Wow, I am in rare form tonight. I did just have a peanut butter and jelly before bed, uh, which is, or not before bed. I, my, my daughter is very allergic to uh, nuts. We're not sure on the specifics of nuts. We've had a skin test for her. I mean, peanuts are out. We had one jar of peanut butter left in the house that I would only use when she was asleep and I would like scrub everything down before and after using it. And I had the last like three tablespoons of peanut butter in the uh, in the jar tonight and I had one before I came out to work and uh, oh my. I used to eat peanut butter and jelly after I would run, and so as I run now, it's like a Pavlovian response, like as I run, I crave peanut butter and jelly, and because I don't really have it in the house, it's like this unfulfilled fantasy, you could call it, about food, so that could be it, because I had the Trader Joe's super fruit jam, and not a lot, just like a tablespoon, the perfect ratio for peanut butter and jelly is peanut butter, like basically three parts peanut butter, one part jelly, and then a little bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of bread. You can just swirl it up or whatever you want. And so that could be it. A little bit of jelly, a little bit of sugar from the jam uh, could be could be the explanation for my mood tonight. Uh, holy moly, let's get into this episode. Wow. Yeah, let's definitely get into this episode. So we start off with Michael recording a video uh, on a little VHS. You can You can tell the camera is like no good. And he's speaking to his future son, and it's Dwight recording for him. And Michael was explaining that he was scraping gunk off of his wall near his sockets with a metal fork, and he took a shock that really spooked him. It said it made him think that life is precious, and if he dies, he wants his son to know the dealio. So if he were to die scraping his fork, his unborn son, but he wants to show some basic male things for number one is how to jumpstart a car and he's showing the in a very wrong way to clip them, but it's a classic Michael move. Number eight, learn how to take off a woman's bra. Pam is shocked and horrified at that idea. And then it clips to a camera on a tripod with Michael and Dwight wearing a bra. 
and he's like, just twist it till it breaks. Michael says, no matter what, I always. And now, Michael's like, from the top, ready? Action. And now we're into it. And we start off the episode with everyone being addressed. We are six days away from Phyllis's wedding. This episode looks brighter, more color of saturation. I don't know what's going on there. Michael suggests to Karen that she invests in a dress. This is Phyllis's only wedding ever. I don't want everybody to look like ragamuffins. Michael is instituting Prima Nocta. Jim says, oh, you know, from Braveheart, which is when the king got the D-flower every new bride on their wedding night. I like that it cuts back to Michael saying, I had a very different understanding of what it meant. And Michael explains that the reason he's getting everybody so excited is that he wants everybody to be excited for Phyllis's because he wants everybody to be excited for his. And Michael is, is offended that the shower is for women only. And he's saying, look, we're down the warehouse. We're having a bachelor party from 2.15 to 3.15, the only time that... Uh, the bottle was available. He's like, look, it's a guy night out. A GNO, a GAI, a gay. Not, not, oh, not gay. It's just a, a bridal shower for guys. A guy shower. An hour, an hour, an hour long shower with guys. And Pam's face right there is so good. Oh, and then we get Jim. Nice big yawn. Aaron's like, look, we had a rough patch the past few weeks. We had some really good talks. And now we're better than ever. Michael was like, look, we had a long talk last night. And the night before that. And the night, every night. For the last five nights. That's one of the times that you get the sense in the show that between each episode is a week like you don't really get a sense of time passing in the ep- in the episodes oh yeah so Pam is here is like what's going on with you and Karen she sounds very sick she sounds like she has a cold Pam is like look I'm pretty good at reading the back of Jim's neck oh we got Todd Packer making a gay joke about Jim He's like, look, Karen Filippelli, Jim's girlfriend. Shut it. That's rude. Oh, Michael is very excited to see Todd Packer. Oh, what's the actor's name? I'm blanking on the actor's name. It's crazy because, you know, I knew him you know him from Anchorman, you know? Two thirty to three fifteen. 
Oh, it's not even a full hour. Mike's like, look, we're doing some darts and some steaks and pie. Todd's like, and what kind of stripper did you get? He's like, look, have you ever been to a bachelor party? Michael's like, not personally. Packer's like, look, 101 bachelor party. My bachelor party. I'm such a control freak that I planned myself. And we camped out. We had 18 guys camping out for a weekend. We did paintball, golf, and I think we were going to go whitewater rafting, but none of us made it. I also destroyed a pinata with a Spanish broadsword. It was pretty, pretty great. Michael announces that there's going to be a stripper, and for equality, they're getting a male stripper, Angelo Jecks. And Meredith is like, shut up, Angela. I'm trying to finish my sleepy time tea here before the episode is out. And before it's cold. I don't like cold tea. I like I like tea that is so hot that it nearly burns my tongue, but doesn't quite burn my tongue, right? It's like if the burning point of my tongue is 100 uh, 180 degrees. I want it like 176. Here's a scene here between Jim and Pam back in the vending machine. Very awkward. Very, very office uh, small talk thing where Pam's like, look, me with six hours of sleep versus eight hours of sleep. Pretty crazy. And Jim's like, hey, see you out there. Don't fall asleep at your desk. And then she gives this look like, why did you just say that? It's so embarrassing. Michael says, hey, look, Ryan and I are off to some supplies. And Michael says, look, I need you to find some strippers. Make it happen. <laughs> Dwight, ruddy cheeks, thick calves, no tats. Tats. Of course I want. Get the male stripper, Jim. Sally, Nancy, what do you think, redhead or brunette? Jim says blonde. He's a, he wink, or he like smiles and says nice. The next scene is Michael and Ryan standing in the adult sex toy store, and like everything is blurred out, and Michael's like just giggling. And then his ringtone is My Humps. I don't think this is the first time it's revealed that that's his ringtone, right? Didn't it happen in the previous episode? Uh, Michael's like, or Jim says, all right, they have Albert Einstein, Ben Franklin, or SpongeBob SquarePants. You think that would be sexy? Jim was referred to banana slings. He called the Scholastic Speakers of Pennsylvania. I guess, I don't know why Spongebob fits in there. And now we have Ben Franklin get in the office. Michael's like, are you wearing a thong? Just complete giggling. 
Angela's drinking. She's like, sparkling cider is very good. Pam, Pam says, look, I think that's champagne. Meredith is very excited. Even, like, Phyllis is kind of into it, too. And then we have Benjamin Franklin. Is he, what comedian plays him? I feel like his, his face looks familiar and his voice. Should I, maybe I can Google it while I'm, while I'm, uh, on here. And the joke here is that Michael says the sexiest president. He says, I was never president. And Michael said, yeah, but the real Benjamin Franklin, founding father. And when they came over on the Mayflower, bow, chicka, bow. Michael says, okay, give him your undivided attention. If any of these ladies misbehave, you can spank them. Especially that one. And then we have Jim and Dwight. Like, did you ever see a stripper before? Jennifer Garner portrayed one on Alias. Yeah, me neither, says Jim. I'm a dancer. Dwight says, I specifically ordered a stripper. She says, look, I'm, I'm a stripper. Is she hot? Text message from Michael, who like who picks up the phone and is like, whoop, whoop. Text back, kind of. It was a warm Jevin June evening in 1752. Karen says, do you have a girlfriend? Don't you also have girlfriends in Paris? Well, that is a gray area of my life. Angela is like, oh, oh, I see. Michael grilling on his George Foreman grill. Ryan says, is this the one you grilled your foot on? No, yes, but I got all the foot off of it. Now Ben Franklin is tying a cherry stem in his mouth. He says, I am a Renaissance man. You wear boxers, briefs, or pantaloons. You're very saucy. With a wink to Pam. Meat is what for dinner. Want some man meat? Michael Dwight would like your man meat. He shall have. Oh yeah, and then Stanley tries to eat with a plastic fork and he snaps the fork uh, and then Creed just like Creed eats it the way I, I would eat steak it's just you pick it up like a cookie and just eat the giant giant chunk now I have a little kitchen scene with Karen and Pam and your everything is seen through the blinds Karen's like look Jim told me about you guys that you kissed and we talked it through Totally fine. Just a kiss. You're not still interested in... in 
Pam says, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I was confused by your phrasing. You should definitely come out with Jim. You guys are great together. Karen seems nervous. Pam's like, look, I'm not into Jim. So we're good? Yeah. Sorry. Very awkward scene between the two of them back and forth. What are you thinking about? Now we have Kevin, Deuce of Seven Lowball. Nothing wild. Michael grabs the cards, does some weird toddler shuffle of the cards. Kevin is like, what the, what the hell is going on here? Then we have Elizabeth comes out. I hear there's an important meeting here. Kevin's like, yeah. Roy's like, I'm in the strippers. Pam's art is sexy. I appreciate Pam's art. Very moving and sexy. The art. Dwight hits the music. Where's the groom? Bob is like, absolutely not. That's all you. Michael says, okay, I'll do it. Roy is like, I'm out. Here we go. Ryan is horrified. You smell nice, like tied. You smell like Thai detergent. Jim gives a look, look, good look to camera. Michael's like, look, I have a girlfriend. I bet she'd be jealous. Yeah, she probably, she would be. Excuse me. Michael's like, turn off the music, this is wrong. I have a girlfriend. You are engaged. I'm sure you have a boyfriend in prison. Now she's just standing there in a bra. Shame on you. Go back to work. Then Dwight sits her down. Says, you want me to answer phones with my clothes on? We hired you for three hours. For three hours work and we're going to get it. Sits next to Angela, and Angela. Angela's offended that she likes her poster so much. Kevin, Kevin's just staring. Doesn't know what to do. Ben Franklin's hanging out of a Pam's desk. And ben Franklin's like, look, I'm sensing a little electricity right now. And Pam says, didn't Ben Franklin have syphilis? My name is Gordon. Michael's afraid to tell Jan about the stripper. Ben Franklin says, look, I fathered an illegitimate son, but I kept it from Deborah. They only upset the women. They are the gentler sex. 
you're really kind of a sleaze bag, Ben Franklin. Michael comes back to she just says, Tripper, I have a question. Should I tell my girlfriend you danced up on me? And she says, Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. And Michael's like, wow, that is, thank you. That is amazing. Michael says, or uh, Dwight says, would you like some chocolate? That's a delicacy in the Amazon, but it's not been imported to the United States. Who's the king of Austria? Who's the king of Prussia? King of England? Tyrant King George, of course. Dwight says that is not the real Ben Franklin. I'm 99% sure. Oh, I mean, maybe next time I can give you a 14-minute diatribe on Hamilton and the incredible art that we're blessed to have in this world. The next shot is Michael on the phone with Jan. I went to a bachelor party and things got out of hand. When? Last night? She says, no, today at work. You went to a badger party at work? I arranged it. Kelly's like, she wasn't that hot. Ryan says, you don't want to do this. You know, it was totally flirting with Ben Franklin. Pam. And he's like, look, I hired the right guy. See potential there, Beasley? God, I need a boyfriend. Ryan, I'm ready to be set up with your business school friends. Whatever. And Jim is like, uh, ooh, not into that. The stripper says, I'd get so fat if I worked here. Pam's like, look, I lose my appetite all the time. Michael says, you don't want to end a relationship? I'm closer to firing you. Jan says, you are so sweet. You're the best GD girlfriend in the world. And you would turn on to be kind of a creep. Ben Franklin. And Elizabeth, a stripper, gave me great advice, which rhymed. Really makes you wonder how Ben Franklin can become president, but someone like Elizabeth can't. Are you nearsighted or farsighted? And then they, he screams. Alright, so let me look up. Everybody should be asleep right now, especially after such a long lead in to the episode. I'm very curious who played Ben Franklin into the episode. Uh, let's see. You know, if there's one or app I use more than almost anything it's IMDB because I'm a nerd Ben Franklin alright who plays Ben Franklin in this episode Andrew Daly I knew he was familiar Andrew Daly from semi-pro from she's out of my league transformers He's on a ton of stuff. He's in Reno 911, uh, Central Park, American Dad, 
Bob's Burgers, uh, Veep. He's the he's Keith in Veep. He's in the Big Bang Theory. I think only in like one of the one or two of the episodes. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. I wonder. It's kind of like a fun game. Like, will the office ladies get him as a guest on the Ben Franklin episode? Because uh, I guess that would be out like in two weeks from the point that. Yeah, I knew he was familiar. So familiar. And then Jackie DeBaton was the stripper. She was in The Kroll Show. She was in uh, Kevin Can Wait. Yeah, she, she was on Days of Our Lives. Doesn't look like she did much else. Uh, That's going to do it. Coming at you from Scranton, the Electric City. I hope everybody has had an excellent, excellent night. Sleep tight. Good night. This has been a Great Scott production.